0: Visit the Vendor Process Training Center to enroll in your choice of weekly live and on demand training sessions. Plus, get access to vendor setup form templates and reference tools that will help you and your team avoid fraud, fines, and bad vendor data. So, sign up for a free account to get access to free training sessions, vendor process. FAQs, and a resource library with information you need to manage your vendor master file. Visit training.debrarrichardson.com today. The link will be in the show notes. Watch lists, sanctions lists, exclusion lists, whatever you want to call them, Here are three reasons why you may not be compliant with these regulatory requirements. Plus, how you can get recommendations at no extra charge or how you can DIY it and build your own watch list compliance matrix. Keep listening. Welcome to episode 276, Is Your Vendor Team Compliant with watch list Requirements? Three Reasons Why the Answer is Probably No. All right. So before we get started, I just want to say that, yes, I am going to call everything a watch list. I do recognize that based on the agency or um, regulatory um, organization that may issue or publish that watch list may call it something different, but it's all the same. At least it is to me because it means that if your vendor is on that watch Watch list or whatever list it's called, it means that your company should not be doing uh, business with them, or at the very least, you need to run that to someone, up to someone maybe in risk management and legal, to verify that you can still do business with that uh, with that vendor or with that vendor's bank. And on that note with the vendor's bank, I am going to uh, really quickly just tell you, I will have a link in the show notes to a webinar that's coming up uh, February 21st, Wednesday. So it's 2024. And at the time of the publication of this episode, you have uh, a week to sign up for it. But that webinar, uh, I am talking about building a A compliance matrix or a watch list compliance matrix. And I will show you how to do that in five steps. And if you didn't know, the webinar series this year, uh, last year was 20 tips and 20 minutes for all 12 months. This year, all 12 months is going to be in five steps. And what you're gonna do in that five steps. During the webinar, it's meant to be interactive. You'll get a template and you're going to build something in five steps. Get it? So make sure you sign up for that if you are interested. I will um, identify how uh, the best way in five steps that you can go about uh, determining which watch list you actually need to check your vendors uh, against and maybe even your vendors bank. So I'm going to save that for the webinar. Again, I will put a link in the show notes. And I'm going to be talking in general um, for these three reasons why you may not be compliant because different companies may have or may be required to check their vendors against different watch lists. So I'm not going to name any, although we all know about OFAC, right? And most of you, well, All of you, if you are US entities or individuals need to check your vendors against that watch list, but I'm going to have a list that is going to have at least 44 and I may add more. And I will, again, in those five steps, identify how you can tell which one of those watch lists uh, w- is applicable for your company and you can build your matrix. But for this podcast, I'm just going to be very general. So let me just say, too, for the watch list, uh, many countries, including the US, uh, have different watch lists. And various in the US, various government agencies uh, maintain lists, right, of those blocked uh, entities that technically you should not be doing business with. Uh, and when they say not doing business with, that means you should not be at the very least paying that vendor. Now, there may be other caveats depending on the type of watch list that the vendor may be found on. But in general, um, you need to make sure that you're not paying those vendors that are on watch list. And so uh, I do consider that part of the vendor setup and maintenance process. However, it could be uh, part of maybe your vendor risk management area or maybe your risk management um, area or function. It may be something different in your uh, company, but uh, the in my view, part of the vendor setup and maintenance process does include that, but you can definitely adjust your validations based on how your company works. And I'll talk about that. Um, You'll see why I said it this way when I go over the the three reasons why the answer is probably no. All right. So let's go ahead and start with the first one. So the first one, and this again is why I say uh, at least part of the responsibility for uh, verifying that vendors are not on these watch lists lies with the vendor setup and maintenance team is because it needs to be done at vendor setup. And I still run into a lot of teams that are not checking their vendors against the watch list when they set them up. That is the perfect time to uh, check them again or check them for the first time to make sure that they are not on a watch list that your company is required to Uh, make sure they don't pay vendors on. And so the vendor record, right, is the first step before you can even do a purchase order, before you can post an invoice, definitely before you can make a payment. And so this is the perfect time, even though like sourcing may have done it uh, and it could be true at your company at the time when they started um, negotiating with the vendor, uh, maybe purchasing, Uh, uh, could have done it at a time when they started working with the vendor. But definitely it does not hurt to validate or verify that the vendor is not on whichever watch lists are applicable for your company at the time of vendor setup. And if they are, again, it is the perfect time to reach out, um, uh, take that next step if vendors appear on these watch lists before you even set them up for that purchase order invoice or payment. And again, I find that a lot of vendor teams are not validating the vendor at vendor setup. All right. So the second reason is that they are not continuing to validate the vendor against these watch lists. And if you think about it, because the vendors or the requirements are that uh, you are prohibited from paying vendors that appear on these lists, that technically means that every time you run a pay file, you need to check your vendors against uh, these watch lists. Again, that your company are required to or is required to make sure that your vendors are not on and that you're not paying vendors on, the, uh, on those lists. That means, right, you need to check them at the time of uh, the pay cycle and verify they're not on the list before those payments go out. Now, that is something that's That can be harder to do. I will tell you, I know some vendor self-registration portal platforms, so payment provider platforms that will do that validation for you before those payments go out. Uh, But I do still see that many teams don't have those types of platforms, uh, don't have continuous monitoring, uh, and just don't have that recurring process in place to verify that the vendors have not been added to a watch list since uh, they were originally onboarded or checked last. And, you know, I know you understand this, especially with the great example is the um, Russian invasion on Ukraine that really increased the OFAC consolidated lists, right? And so those lists are not static, they do grow. And so you need to make sure that once you onboard a vendor and you check to make sure they weren't there, that you continue to check to make sure that they have not been um, updated or uh, added to one of those watch lists since you checked them last. So I actually have two stories of when I was an AP senior manager on this point. One is Whenever we did a vendor update, like if a vendor submitted a You know, if they change their vendor legal name, if they, you know, change their address, whatever we did, if we touch that record and uh, we would go and we would do a revalidation really of everything. And that does include the watch list. So it's a great time when you're touching that vendor record to make sure everything is uh, accurate and also to check them again against the watch list. So that's one. And the second thing is, so again I was a practitioner and we had a department that said that they were checking their vendors um our vendors, uh, vendor master file, all active vendors across um, all of our accounting system or ERPs. I should have known something was wrong when they said that, but uh, they were supposed to be checking them on a on a recurring basis. And when I contacted them to verify, I don't remember if I was just trying to verify that it was being done or just trying to verify how often it was being done. But the person that I originally talked to actually left the company. And the person that was supposed to be doing it had no idea that they were supposed to be doing it. Just saying. So that was like one of the things that were not uh, transitioned when the uh, person before left. And it can be easily, right, done because or easily left off because that was just one of those manual processes that you had to tell somebody that they needed to do. And it just didn't get done. Now, luckily, we implemented a vendor self-registration portal. And that portal happened to have uh, the validations against the watch list that we were required to check against, and it was a continuous monitoring. So we definitely improved our validation process on that one. So if you have a vendor self-registration portal or are thinking about getting one, Uh, and you're not sure if you have or the portal has the ability to do the watch list validations, uh, do it on a continuous basis. Uh, Maybe you don't know which ones they do. Make sure you find out. The third reason why the answer is probably no, To the question of is your vendor team compliant with watch list requirements, Uh, is because you may not know which watch list to validate against. Now, again, I mentioned earlier OFAC, the Office of uh, Foreign Asset Control, which is a set of consolidated uh, sanctions or watch lists from the US Treasury. Most people know about that. But there are some other watch lists that are required to be checked, um, to have your vendors checked against uh, based on maybe your industry. So just think about back in the pandemic when there were a lot of financial losses to fraud because a lot of the healthcare organizations, right, were looking for PPE equipment. And so we kept hearing all the time how they were losing money to fraud. Well, just think if they would have. Gone to uh, the uh, office of Inspector General. They have a L E I E list, and don't ask me what it stands for. But those are the folks that are that have been banned from getting Medicaid or Medicare payments because of fraud in the past. So if they would have checked against that, some of that may have been found. Right, that the vendor was a fraudster, or maybe even if your company is a global organization you need to check against the CIA's politically exposed persons or PEP watch list. And that list is specifically to guard against uh, corruption internationally. So if you're wondering what the list or what the heck the watch list were, I was just talking about, you definitely need to come to the webinar. And again, I will put the registration link in the show notes. And if you are listening to this after the February 21st uh, webinar date, uh, you can still watch the recording. You can still download the template and you can go through in those five steps and build your compliance matrix. I usually have those up for... um, A year after the original webinar date. So you have plenty of time. Actually, let me just back that up uh, and not say you have plenty of time. You uh, have time to watch the webinar and compile your matrix. However, you need to make sure that you're treating it with a bit of urgency because if you're if you're not checking against the applicable watch list for your company and your company pays a vendor that's on an applicable watch list then those fines can be in the millions what i will say is depending on when you're listening to this podcast that recording may still be available. And by the way, I am going to link to the page on my website that is the webinar page because that's the page I change when I... Uh, create the recorded version of the webinar and it's a different link. And I don't want to have to remember to come back to this episode and change it uh, because then I'll start getting some emails. So I'm just going to link you to the webinar page and that webinar page will have either the live link or the recording link, depending on when you click it. All right. So those were the three, and I'm going to go over uh, the three reasons why the answer to the question of, is your vendor team compliant with watch list requirements? Uh, why that answer is probably no. Again, the first one was you're not doing that validation at vendor setup. The second one is you're not continuing to do that uh, validation Uh, In case vendors subsequently are added to those watch lists, because remember, they're not static. And then the third one is you're just not validating or checking your vendors against all the required watch lists uh, for your company. Now, one thing I forgot to say, but I put in the introduction, is how you can get recommendations for what wa- uh, watch list your company specifically, your company, based on your industry, your vendor countries, and some other factors. How you can get recommendations at no other, ch- uh, no extra charge, and you know how that is. That is if you are a vendor process training pass member. Yes, if you bought the individual or the team training pass, the customized vendor validations is included. And the customized vendor validations not only tells you what tax IDs, registration numbers across the globe, you need to check on what um, uh, validations, what banking, uh, any type of validation you need to do at vendor setup, um, when you're changing vendors, when you're maintaining your vendor's will be included in that customized vendor validation um, service. All right. So thanks, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 276th episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy.